Welcome to the Happy Prayer Podcast, where we explore all things health, happiness, community, well-being, and how to find your place in the world. Really, it's about how to have a better life. We interview all sorts of super interesting guests, and we have great chats. I know there's a lot of random adjectives I threw in there, but uh, we're delighted to have your attention. We really are. Welcome to our 100th episode, where we're going to reflect on the learnings we've garnered from having done Garnered. 100 episodes of podcast. What a word, and Mr. Mr. Flynn. We have a special guest here, Shawnee Cahill, the handsome man with the beard you might be looking at there. Hi, everyone. How are you getting on? <laughs> 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 Can't wait to edit this one back. <laughs> so there's Sarah, Shawnee, Steve and Dave here. So yeah. there's the four of us. And uh, what what makes us um, worthy of uh, having a podcast show like this? Well, uh, like we've got the equipment. No, but <laughs> we've got Shawnee. But, uh, but it's consistency. I think consistency is an underrated journey through the process of producing good art. Not to say this is art, but it is this an it artistic art. element to question society. And I think we're only as good as our system that supports us because it's easy to have some good episodes, but the challenge is to stick with it to where you kind of learn and kind of you know, get get some degree of mastery of the art. And I think the system is Sean, Sarah, me and Dave. Yeah, I think today is so. probably a celebration of the podcast. Me and Steve tend to be the ones behind the microphones where we kind of are most of the time. And Sarah is some of the time and Sean never is. But well, sometimes really you can hear him laughing line. in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear him snuffling or, you know, rustling around in the background. Um, quick with a joke. Yeah. yeah, quick with a joke. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but ages ago we were talking about, you know, you guys and uh, your backstory and how you ended up in this space. And you're, it's in your nature to be very curious and talking to an eclectic group of people or people, whether it be, you know, the latest expert on, you know, whatever versus like something quite uh, undertone and strange that nobody's come across and then, you know, you just follow your curiosities. So we kind of look at this podcast as it's kind of making it so that everyone else can be part of your. Well, I think I think the thing is that like my realizations after 100 episodes is like sometimes maybe as a younger version of me, I would have thought they've got life sorted. That person understands it. They've they've just nailed it, you know. And I guess through these 100 episodes, you interview people who you greatly admire. You really, really do. And then you realise they're flawed humans fumbling along just like you. Now, they're expertise in certain fields, but no one has the full deck. Everyone's got, you know, some have better hands than others, but no one's given the full deck. So you interview them to find out that they're just human. (laughs) (laughs) You you have a conversation with them and through the process, you realise their expertise and you kind of go, wow, that's amazing. And also you realise they're human and the very nature of human is that we're flawed. We're all doing our best. We're trying to understand this beautiful dance's life and to find our place in it so that we can add as much value as possible. And that, that's been maybe one of the, the most, the, the nicest learnings from it because these really world acclaimed people in, in ma- many different fields and you kind of go that they're, they're really just like everyone else. They're just the same. And I know what I'm saying now, you might go, well, of course they are. But I don't know, certainly from my perspective, there's lots of these people I've admired for a long time. And when you have conversations with them, you really get to see the human aspect of it. Whereas if you just see them on social media, on their website or on a TED talk or whatever, you might kind of project onto them and go that they've they figured it out. They figured out the game and little old me sitting here, I haven't cracked it yet. Like, I, what's going on? And I think that's been a nice little... Um, Learning from them, yeah. Yes, side little profit from it. Yeah. Well, everyone's human. Yeah. We're just, you're more attracted to people by their interests and hobbies, but when they close the door and put their pajamas on sit down and have a cup of tea like they're just a they're just yeah. a regular person like the only thing that the only reason you talk to them is because their little hobby attracted you to it yeah they're fancy but they're just yeah well that makes people M- the most of them sleep in a bed every night and some of them yeah. some of them but don't whatever though. way humans we always i think part of the challenge of human is that we always we look to others and think others have it like recently i was on a call and there was Rory was in Zambia, someone was in San Jose and someone was in like California or something. And three out of four of them said, oh, it sounds much better where you are. You know that way? And it just kind of made me go, wow, like we're always looking over the hedge going, oh, they have it. They got it sorted. If only I was more like them. Yeah. And maybe part part of the experience of this podcast for me is that kind of realizing, well, you know, none of us have it. And that's kind of, there's, there's something very freeing in that realizing that, okay, well, you know, we're all down here fumbling around in the dirt you know, trying to have the best experience that we can while we're alive and yeah. 
and lots of the, you know, there's lots of the, the quintessential things like, oh, money doesn't make you happy or success, you know, these type of things. And when you've interviewed people and had these conversations with people and realised that, okay, yeah, it really is, there's, there's some key components that make up a happy life. And those are the bits which I'm more interested in, you know, the happiness and the health and well-being aspect of it rather than the how to be the best entrepreneur ever or how to end up on a New York Times bestseller. Uh, what I, I, what mm. I think as well is like how many people there are looking for happiness or what it means and coming at it from and health as well from different angles. You know, there's always a latest new, which, you know, obviously they're not latest. Like breathing is a really essential thing that we all do. But as you certainly learn something that you do every day is like the biggest health hack, like jumping in the CEO. It's so good for your health. It's good you for know? your happiness. And your That's happiness. Your exactly. Your oxytocin levels. So, your I was quoting it in French this morning. Or hugging people. But oxytocin. Yeah. oxytocin. 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 C'est très important. Yeah. But things, things we take for granted recently learn, oh God, that's essential to our health and happiness and we should be doing more of that. Yeah. And then there's other things that you're like, mm, I'm not so sure about that, but I'm glad we spoke to this person. <laughs> well, I think that's why the, the happy pair message is kind of last or stood the test of time. Yeah. It's so simple. Like it's just... And, and, uh, yeah, and, and it's like, you can't knock it. Like there's there's no angle you can approach your message and be like, no, they're wrong. That's not going to be in fashion in five veg. years time. The yeah. eat more veg message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of easy one. But it, it's it's essential. Yeah. There's no like eat this one specific vegetable. It's just eat more veg. Yeah. And I think right. through the podcast, you just kind of find out that usually it's very simple things. And, in terms of its practical application, but mostly we want to know the why. Why? Why? But when you find out the why in some, it, it's, it'll kind of definitely provoke you to do it more. But like rather than just kind of blowing in the breeze, you're like, oh, walking around barefoot outside. It's not because I'm a bit edgy and I'm a bit of a hippie. It's because Clinton Ober said <laughs> yeah. that you're actually hurting yourself and reduce your inflammation. Ultimately reducing your inflammation. The, the positive negative, negative charge ions. in your blood. Yeah, your ions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very clever. But but when when health is kind of like backed up by research, it does it does kind of help people. Uh, oh yeah, Come, actually do it. Like yeah, you, yeah. you're not just assuming, or you're not in the lap of the gods when it comes to like. Oh yeah, well I guess I'll find out when I'm eighty. Yeah. That uh, doing but this that is, is healthy, but when you you'll find out when you're eighty that eating more vegetables definitely. Uh, but that is the struggle with all these things, though, isn't it? Because it's not like I've got a headache, I took painkiller, and therefore I saw the results straight away. All of these health hacks are like. Well, most of them, some of them you could probably feel instantly. Um, you know, if you have a good night's sleep, you're clearly going to feel better the next day. There's no question about that. But most of it is, you know, it's the longevity of it all. Well, even I was just listening there and Dan Butner says that like in terms of longevity, it's not one thing. It's what you, you won't even see the benefit over a year. It's what like it's the consistent things which you do, which will serve you over a de over decades. And you'll only see the benefit over decades. Mm. And this is the compounding benefit of having healthy habits. And that's why he says willpower will not last, that that's why it has to be down to your environment and, and consciously cultivating your social circles and your environment so that, you know, you are the product of your environment. And it's I think it's such a an incredible way of looking at things rather than going, how do I force myself to be the one healthy person in this food desert, which is just, you know, junk food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think environment is totally, like, I love yeah. that part of his message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One absolutely. learning that I've kind of got from, the, like when we first started the podcast. Garnered. Garnered, yeah, I like that word. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like I'm intelligent. Or galvanized. <laughs> oh, galvanized. Yeah. I'm just going to put my shield and sword down here. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, but now one lesson that I have galvanized and also garnered. <laughs> what, you're so smart, Stevie. <laughs> uh, is when we first started the podcast, I saw it as an interview. And then it was only through, I think it was Sean and Sarah were kind of saying the importance of it. it's a conversation. It's like, it has to be, it's about the exchange. It's not just this... 10 questions and oh thanks yeah. that's, I have no more questions it's not an interrogation no it's, a, it's two it's, humans or three humans and it's about the connection and the interplay between the two and it's about that presence because like and it's I, I found it to be a delicate balance between like doing my homework and also not doing my homework too much so that I'm fully present with the person like I know Rich could Rich Roll a friend of ours could do like 8-9 hours prep for a guest five and a half hours he just, yeah. recently I heard him say 8-9 to nine anyway but like sometimes I could do 3 hours or even 5 hours and sometimes I'll do like 10 minutes and it's funny, sometimes the ones that when I do 10 minutes, I actually enjoy more because I'm fully present. I've never heard their story before. And I'm just like, wow. 
Mm. So it's it's, it's so a delicate balance. Here is sometimes you never prepare at all, Stephen Flynn. Well, sometimes I hide behind you. You say I've done loads of work. Don't worry, Steve. I got this from Corey. Every I, day of his life is prep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But That's I think insane. to your point though, it, it makes sense because uh, if you've over prepped, yeah, then you can dive too deep into a conversation with them that you, the listener, doesn't come along with you in the same way. Mm-hmm. So whereas if you've kind of, I'm just playing yeah, devil's no, no, advocate yeah. here. If you've kind of if one of you maybe done more homework than the other, then the other person can make sure that the listener is asking the questions that the listener can. Well, it's it's follow. a bit like uh, there's a TV show. I know Tommy Tiernan is a TV show where um, he doesn't know the guests that are coming out, and he sits there and goes, "Hello, who are you? So what do you do? What's your name?" And we're and and these are like famous people or well known people, yeah. and they come on the show, and he doesn't literally who they are, so he's got to figure out who they are and have the conversation with them from the start. Which is, do you think you'd be able to do that? Uh, I think so, yeah, because sure, I'm, I love sitting on a bus chatting to people or when you're stuck on a plane and being yeah. that person that, so who are you? We've got 24 hours and they go, oh my God, I'm not <laughs> sitting beside one of those people. <laughs> sometimes I can be that person and sometimes I can be the one with headphones on. I think I might get a bit, if I was talking to you and I'd get a bit self-conscious, but I'd have to see past it of like, oh, don't tell me I should know who this person is and I'm there chatting away and everyone's like, I can't believe that she doesn't know who that person is. Well, at least he has the premise of, I, I know who they are. I will know who they are. Yeah, by the end of it. 40 minutes <laughs> and I'll dig in and I'll find something raw and gritty yeah. and dig in there. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think there's, there's the fine balance of it. But then sometimes, like, it is really important to know and I guess that's the nature of having two of us that one of us can do their homework yeah, either in camps you don't wanna, maybe. Yeah, you don't, it's embarrassing or offensive to the guest if you don't know a little bit at least. But uh, to that point, which guest did you find um, you, I don't know, you, you didn't expect you'd get as much from? And I don't mean this in a mean way. I mean as in like uh, Earth you knew thing, I thought already. the Earth thing one. I thought the grounding one with yeah. uh, Clinton Ober, which Tony just mentioned. I honestly thought, oh my God, this is going to be so woo-woo. Grounding Earth thing, like walk around barefoot. Like what are we like? And is that going to be chanting and like standing on my left foot and like chakras and all this kind of stuff? And not to say that that's bad, but I, I had the negative woo-woo connotations around it. And it just, blew, like, I bought a grounding sheet and I now have it in the bed. And on Saturday night, I washed the bed sheets during the day and I got them back on the bed for <laughs> for the same night's sleep. So, so that'll tell you. And I don't do the washing that often. So, well, like every two weeks. But yeah. um, that was, so I really, that one was brilliant. Yeah. And, and I've shared it even on Saturday in the health food shop. There was, I bumped into Hester and she was telling me, oh, I got really bad static. And I was like, oh, jeez, wait, can I tell you? I'm going to send you a video here, this earthing movie. It might be for you, it might not, but here you go anyway. Yeah. And I can thank me later. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, I, I just figured it was so accessible. It's such accessible. And sometimes even the placebo benefit of things can, ben- you know, if you believe in something, that yeah. can be half the battle. Like, 100%. You know, the placebo effect could be 50% of it, so. But even to just on that point, where like, when I started thinking about it, of how, like, I only wear rubber cells, you know, and I was like, okay, other than when I do go jump into the sea now and again, that's the only time I'm actually earthed. Technically, you know, just from that point of view, I was like, whoa, like, it's quite mad when... But then, I don't know, I feel pretty good. Maybe I'm riddled with information some <laughs> other well, way. Well, I've, I've had the grinding sheets for a month and I haven't noticed like a 50% improvement yet. Yeah. <laughs> or a 30% see, improvement yet. And, and I we did have a race last week and you did beat me quite significantly. Yeah, it was a good like 200 metres. No, I don't know. But a lot of these things is also, it's like uh, we're, we're none of us are exactly equal and some of us can learn, uh, live in a, an environment that needs more grinding than others and then would find a significant difference in that, I yeah. assume, than others. In the same way that you guys are hugging and chatting to people all the time. So you getting loads of oxytocin and all the positives from that versus someone who hasn't done it like or you know is living much more isolated and suddenly does it it might cure some sort of fever they had because it's such a surge of positive energy they suddenly and have. I definitely noticed that in terms of superfoods that like you know we eat really well like really do yeah. and then someone like oh this incredible amazing superfood just take this and you're going to feel like 50% better and, and then you take it and it's like no oh, I didn't notice anything really you know because there's just you know my diet's pretty optimised like it ain't going to 
I went through. There's, there's, there's not going to be that much that's going to tip it over. Like I've got the old 80 20 rule going there. I went through mm. that stage, remember, of where I used to have my green smoothie every time. Oh, it was green smoothie, meaning literally <laughs> sludge like, water. Not the good greens. I am going to put everything healthy that I can into this one smoothie. And I was like, and someone had told me, like, you know, don't have too much fruit because of the sugar. So I was like, I won't even do that. And like, I'm in my head, I was like, oh, I feel fantastic. But when I stopped, I realized, God, I had quite like a funny tummy for, for those few weeks of doing it. Well, that was like, for us pregnant, I think, wasn't it? Looking <laughs> back. For us who are health enthusiasts, I was like, I'm not touching that, Sarah. That's just, you got to enjoy your food. But like in that. my head, yeah, but you see, I, I do love a health hack. Like, like I have my grinding sheet too, yeah. you know. And so in my head, I was like, this is deadly. Like, I, I love this. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm so healthy now and stuff. But the reality was that no, it was way too much green. And uh, I was just getting the shit. No fun. <laughs> no fun. Sean, if I want surprised you, whatever, like, because you're one that kind of hears them all and some of them catch your attention more than others. I think Joanne Heston was the, uh, maybe it was because she was in person and left a better impression and we did the workshop after. Yeah. But, uh, kind of every, everything she said, it was. So what did she say? Give us a little for anyone who didn't listen to it. So she started a company called Lift, which is leading Ireland's future together. Oh, well done. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, and, and she designed Program. A, pro a program, program um, that would uh, help people become uh, better leaders in companies and kind of have better integrity and, and, and in increase the eight kind of vital skills to be a, a good leader. Very good. And uh, I don't know, when you, li when you listen back to it, it's not even just in business, it's, it's, um, it's just in life as well. She said a leader is someone with influence and you can have bad influence or good influence on people and kind of if you're not leading them, someone else is going to lead them down the... Yeah. Also, the, road. the unassuming leader in the room, she was talking about it a bit as well, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll kind of naturally have kind of more of the qualities that are, whether it's like empathy, compassion, listening. Uh, you forgot good the rest few. of them. Yeah, there's, no, there's, but to your view, point, yeah. it's not just, oh, they're, they're really loud and... They ain't the dominant, yeah. it's listening, it's empathy, yeah. these softer skills that often aren't celebrated. Yeah, the soft skills, yeah. It's not that they're where they're sitting at the table, it's more... Um, kind of what they what they have to get them in that position mm. and it's more like when you look around you're like oh yeah we could all work on those as well yeah uh, that but, was really interesting yeah. and, and like a, like the health hacks she was saying it's not like you can't just do all eight classes you have to like do kind of one hour a week yeah. and you have to keep going it's like the gym you can't just do 12 hours and that's the same as 12 one hours and uh, you just show up every day yeah and, and it's more um Put it into practice every day because even when I was like researching the podcasts I liked, I was like, Jesus, I really, I listen to loads of podcasts and they're all great and they all benefit me so much. But then I just forget about them. And uh, nearly listening to the podcast makes me feel better than anything I learned on the podcast. 100%, and yeah. it's like having a pet, like you just have to constantly feed it. And, and she was just talking about skills, like the soft skills that you need. Just to get through life, not even through through work, are, are something that you constantly need to nurture. And and as like I exercise every day, but I definitely don't exercise my uh, listening skills or uh, any of them. Well, maybe I, I do, but not not actively. Yeah, yeah, it just happens. In the and, and, and it's not even listening; it's hearing and understanding was the big listening one. Yeah, and like oh yeah, you're not just waiting to say your thing. You're like, I'm going to listen here till this person shuts up, and then I'm going to tell them something. It's going <laughs> to blow their mind and they won't be listening to me because uh, they're going to want to say their thing. And then, and now we're here. <laughs> uh, Shawnee, and would you reckon like, because you said that thing like at, at exercise, um, do you think we find it harder to continue to repeat to do things that requires us to think about it versus just physically do it? Oh, for me, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I need post-it notes on the wall. Yeah. Just being like, like even, even for work things, I have my like, extra monitor for my computer and I just have a line of post-it notes with everything I need to do. That's how you get through it. Yeah, even like how to feel about things like suck it up. It's not that hard. It's, it's half an hour. <laughs> like it, it's only 30 minutes. If you sit down and just work for the 30 minutes, it'll be done in 30 minutes. Yeah. But if you start and get distracted and do it for a second and then get distracted and then go back and get distracted, it'll take five hours. Yeah. So I like I have to stay on top of myself so much with that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, Manage it's, it, yourself. Yeah, oh, big time. And I, I fully accept that that is a flaw that I have. But that, that I just makes need it to a, just uh, stay on top system. of it. You found a yeah. winning system. 
you've made it your as superpower because you acknowledge it's your flaw. As long as I remember to do it, because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still not it's still not a a, a reflex. Yeah. Like you just, I'd still love to wake up and yeah. get distracted and. Because like I I'm like I'm great at like doing my exercise every day. Because it's just physically move my body and do. But if it comes to, you know, you're brilliant at learning Irish or whatever language you suddenly want to do that, even if it's five minutes, I'll like somehow manage to get out of it. You know, whereas if you tell me, oh, let's go for a run, I'm like, definitely go for my run. You know, I think it's just the habit. Like, it's just literally getting it going like it is baking, uh, breaking that mold and getting it started and then it just becomes like I never brushed my teeth in the morning I never ever did I always brushed my teeth once in the evening and I purposely used to go to a dentist who was old school who was more like you know he's on his way out like um, and we've been coming we've been going like Perfect like I said, he's not like a 25 year old his daughter's now on the business um, but he, he kind of was always yeah once is grand like you know he wasn't a new one that said you should you have to brush your teeth twice a week so yeah. I'd always consciously go to twice him twice a week go, or twice a day he was old school I'd always brush my teeth in the evening like and in the last month like literally I have this new routine like and I, I've brushed my teeth in the morning and I'm amazed I'm delighted with myself every morning I do it I skip out of the bathroom and go woohoo that you know, like because so I brush them in the morning now and in the evening, like twice. And twice they look a day. glorious for it. I don't think they look any better, but like I'm more likely to have them in my head it's when the, I'm eighty. It's the long game, yeah. It's, it's like everything long, else. It's more it's like long game. teeth pain. It's yeah. it's oh, just it's minimizing the chance of tooth pain because tooth pain can be really bad. Have you had mm. tooth pain? I know you have. You oh, had about thirtieth birthday loved. and you were like a bear fit to kill. Mm, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I have a doozy, yeah. I have a doozy brewing right now. No, when I was, I think it was in my early twenties. I was during my rebellious years. I thought toothpaste was bad and I used to eat half a kilo of dried figs a day. I think for like a year, this is now an extremity, but certainly for a year, I didn't brush my teeth at all or two years. I had the idea of not brushing your teeth. I I don't know where, I don't know how I got this. (laughs) Where I read this idea. They got it wrong. I know much better. I was actually going to bring that up as like the examples of the different things you guys have tried. (laughs) Drinking urine? Some stuff. Drinking urine. urine. I didn't do that. I swear I didn't do that. (laughs) Loop juice. Yeah, loop soup. But basically you'll do anything. What was it called? Mineral replenishing. (laughs) Yeah. But you'll, you'll try stuff like, you know, that turns out to be amazing. Like jumping in the sea every day, which is really good, you know, for heat and cold exposure to drinking your piss for (laughs) You're, you're a great resource. Yeah. I, I, I love coming to you with trains yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, no, I actually did that for two years. It's bullshit. I'm like, thank you. Thanks for saving me two years of misery there. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. you're a good resource. Well, you got to try these things to have an opinion. And a bit like a grounding sheet, you need to you know, get in the ring. Yeah, you and know. then you can have an opinion. A bit like brushing your teeth. And I got a tongue scraper. That was Jasmine Hemsley. Mm. She was all about tongue scraper. I find it great. The man to gunky it off your tongue yeah, in the morning. Like I, I, I you do it every morning? Scrape. Yeah, I got in the habit. Like, and this is, this is my habit so I get up in the morning usually around half five I go into the bathroom I lock the door and then I turn on the lights so then it doesn't wake Sab and then I have um, I sit in the toilet and I've got my journal and notepad and I I write in a, I write maybe one to three pages and then I scrape my tongue and I brush my teeth and then I'm like oh, that's great that's a long I'm a great shit <laughs> well sometimes it's two rounds like sometimes I have a crap and then I like have tw- half a minute later to go again so I just sit there for 10 minutes and then get it all done in one nice batch that's the way you do it with the writing that's called yeah. stacking <laughs> stacking your house yeah, stacking. <laughs> like well I, I, I do my business I do my journaling and then I do my teeth and my like hygiene, hygiene. very important good job well done. thanks yeah. Steve where, where Ma- modern man where you're a very modern man but to Stephen, where did we learn stacking from? Yes, yeah, so this is what I picked. I picked Kathy Bauman. Um, you know, I was excited to talk to Kathy, but I just found what she mentioned so relevant. The difference, the distinction between exercise and movement. We live in this exercise orientated culture. I must go get my 10,000 steps or I must go to the gym and then I can sit and flake for the rest of the day. But she kind of spoke about the need to move consistently throughout the day and mix up our movements, such as like even being barefoot or putting our hand on the ground or sleeping on a hard ground excuse me, it isn't just pressure, it isn't just kind of like exercise, it's moving the hinges of your body. And I just thought it was such a different perspective and to look at movement as we do food. So we think of food like you have your macronutrients, like your fat, protein or carbohydrate. And then you have your micronutrients as all your vitamins and minerals. And she looks at movement in terms of that, how can you mix up your movement diet so it's diverse as possible. And if you're hearing a little bit of woofing in the corner, that's Daisy. She's at the fifth guest here in the podcast. Uh, but I just thought it was fascinating I really that was game changing for me and she spoke about the need to not the need but many people hear this and go oh my god how can I fit more movement in my day 
and my gratitude journals and fucking tongue scraping and, and brush meditation. my teeth in the morning and meditating and earthing sheets and fucking leadership courses. What am I going <laughs> to do? Oh my God, fuck it. I'm just going having a drink. Uh, but she talks about the importance of habit stacking. So instead of just doing transport, like as in bringing your children to school or walking yourself to school, whatever it might be, try to do that and maybe carry something heavy so you're exercising too in the process. Maybe listen to a podcast while you're doing it. The more you can stack things, the more you can get kind of three functions happening at the same time. And I thought that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like instead of turning the heat on, like chop firewood yeah. while listening to podcasts, while balancing on one toe and being on your grinding <laughs> And practicing mindfulness. Yeah. No, no well, we're we're like, really, you know, without being facetious, yeah, I think sorry, it's about finding that balance there, where yeah. it's, you know, you can still be present with what you're doing, but it just means well, yeah, that you're doing a few things. Like instead of meeting friends and sitting and have a coffee, meet friends and maybe go for a walk. Yeah, you know, she'd it. often get in. She said she'd bake a big pot of soup and meet her friends in the park, and they'd play football or frisbee or something. Yeah. So they're having dinner and exercising and hanging out with mates. So it was a, a nice. Th- th- those kind of things work. Yeah, yeah. that I think I, that's I, anything where you're meeting friends. I feel like you can add like yeah, a bit absolutely. of fluff in. But yeah, I, I, not not that hanging out with friends isn't of meaning, but I feel like anything of meaning where you're gaining. Like, like, I I don't know how you guys listen to podcasts on two two x speed while walking and like. Handling like like when I was listening to these podcasts, I nearly had to sit down with a blindfold and just like <laughs> absorb, absorb, take it in, take it in, take it in. I went for a walk and just listened to 2x speed. <laughs> I can't, I don't know how you do I it. I walked this morning at 6 a.m. and I bumped into dad and I was listening to one and a half speed and just I'll type little bits that I remember. Yeah, but well, Kathy to that, like Kathy also says though, like it can be anything from you know, we we sit, we, we're in a culture where we sit in a 90 degree angle all the time, so try working. Um, standing or try sitting on the floor working. So I I'm totally agree. I, <laughs> I'd be with Shawnee there in that like I can't do that many important things at the same time, but I could probably, you know, move my laptop a bit to a lower level. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, bu- I built a lower bed inspired by her because I thought a lower oh, bed, at deep. least then over time, it won't, it isn't a 90 degree angle to Can sit Can I on. beat you? Yeah. If this is a competition. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> my, my mattress. Because I am the alpha. My mattress is on the ground. Oh my God, Sarah, you're just incredible. Not because I couldn't afford a bed at the time. <laughs> no, genuinely, I just have it on the ground. But but what inspired us, uh, me building the bed, was that when we moved to house, uh, we had that we took the mattress off the bed and moved to the new house and then slept on the mattress in the floor and realised, geez, the floor is way more comfortable than the actual bed. So we gave the bed away. It's like, right, I'm building the bed. And uh, I built the bed. That's perfect. Just because the mattress in you would kind of get on the help. You did it Monday on your own. So it was like, yeah. mm. I had Dennis help me because Dennis is a legend. He helped me for a bit. Sorry to interrupt you, Dave. I'll let you get back to that fascinating question shortly. You might be aware of the sad statistic that Ireland is the least forested country in Europe. We like to turn that stat in its head and think that Ireland has the biggest opportunity for reforestation in Europe. We're in a global climate and biodiversity crisis. After centuries of deforestation, most of Irish ancient woodland is gone, completely gone. So we want to tell you about our friend Wolfgang, founded by our friend Al Coleman, who used to work with us and Dave went to college with. He's an absolute legend. But they're doing amazing work for the environment. Wolfgang Reforest have bought 51 acres and are planting only certified native Irish trees. You can see the benefits already at Toomna Finog Woods in County Wicklow. Should all 51 acres get planted, that would mean a 30% increase in the forest footprint. So how about going green this Christmas by giving the gift of a tree instead of possession that people probably don't need with Wolfgang Reforest. It only takes three minutes to gift a tree on wolfgangreforest.ie. So that's W-O-L-F-G-A-N-G-R-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. So that's wolfgangreforest.ie. Such a great project to support. Yeah, literally it'll take you three minutes to give the gift of a tree this Christmas. Check it out. You're, you're taken to be a homeowner very well. Yeah, no, like, it's really like a, it's really fun. Your project's not working your ears. I know, and we're going to barter labour over Christmas, aren't we? And we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hang your shelves, you buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll in your roof. You can be my chump one day too. <laughs> yeah. Pass me the hammer my there, lackey. son. <laughs> <laughs> Not the six inch nails, not the three inch ones, Johnny. Yeah. Come on, what kind of a lackey are you? <laughs> but it's funny because I bought an island, like one of those little oh, wheels yeah, you or asked whatever. Me to help you, yeah, because yeah. I was like, I bought it and I, yeah, I, I congratulated myself on buying it. But then, <laughs> yeah, it's whole like island. Lotto. <laughs> but the, the thing is, that I might as well have just bought like two big boxes because I've no idea how to put it together. And I know there's instructions, but I just know I'll fuck it up somehow. <laughs> so I'm like, this is great. You kind of need the person to come with it to build it. No, you don't. 
You just I, need I'm, patience. Yeah. Patience. You and, and, you need, and, you need, and you need to factor out that time to do it because if you if you if you make the time, like if you just decide to do it all of a sudden, it won't. Ha- you'll have to and half bake it. If you give yourself, I'm giving myself three hours on Saturday morning. I'm giving Ralph to someone else. Harold's gone. I can give this all my attention. You'll actually really enjoy it. Yeah, that's yeah. the trick I think uh, for uh, me anyway. And make room before you start. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Because even read the instructions. The way. Just you follow start. the instructions. <laughs> Don't think. Just follow the instructions. It's quite fun. It's like building Lego. And if you yeah. have a few screws left over at the end, everyone does. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know how I get on. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you pick, Sarah, that surprised you? What was a podcast that kind of um, came in a left field for you? Left field for Or just me. one that you were kind of like, wow, I absolutely love that. I didn't expect to love that. Well, I've said it a few times, like the two two golden ones for me were Dan Savage and... Um, uh, Dan Savage, oh, you loved that. Well, that didn't surprise you. Absolutely Sarah, loved to pick No, sex. I love Dan Ooh, Savage. Wow, Sarah, you're uh, so mystery. I'm so, so mysterious. mysterious. Um, and then also, um, oh my God, I'm having a mind blank, carnism. Oh yeah, Dr. Um, Melanie Joy. Yeah, thank you very Melanie. much. Absolutely loved yeah. Melanie Joy. But I've, I've said that a few times, and it, it still stands to it. I just thought uh, Dr. Melanie's message was just. So what you know, was her message? What was her message? Well, for it's all here? about um, just say in an argument t- context that um, you always remember the process. You don't remember the content. So if you had a like argument with someone, you don't come back thinking, oh, they said this, this and this, and therefore they were right. You kind of just, you're more likely to remember how you felt in the moment. So her whole message, and it's on a global scale too, of how we need to concentrate more on how we deliver things and how we make people feel. We don't want them to feel shame. We want them to bring, bring them along the journey opposed to just trying to be right. And if we applied that as like globally speaking, you know, even she even points out how um, when you're looking at two opposing sides, say left and right in politics or like activists versus capitalists or whatever, um, you know, they're all if you take away the actual content of what they're saying, they look and sound exactly the same because their process is exactly the same. So neither are ever going to win because they're coming at it too much like I'm right, I'm right. And we need to calm down and just be more considerate human being and bring everyone along the journey. She's all about relational intelligence, about relational learning how to be able to. What was it? Dignity plus empathy equals, equals um, connection. Uh, I think it was, you know, it was more. connection. I, think it was a I wrote it down. Yeah. It's it th- there's a formula. It was dignity yeah. was in there. Dignity meaning we're yeah. all equal. No one's yeah. above each other. And compassion equals better relationships. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to make anyone feel she's like you, you don't want to win a point and you don't want them to lose a point exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah which i think that's in any relationship if you can have that skill where you can actually you're both sitting at the same side of the table looking at the problem it's so much better like yeah. even on even on um sunday night i remember i remember i went for a walk with you on sunday and i said yeah no i'm feeling a little bit insecure i'm feeling a little whatever i've mm. an issue with sab a little bit and and then you were saying well how do you deal with it? how do you have you know um arguments or debates or whatever yeah. and i said no we're really like our relationship's pretty amazing like we don't you know we don't really have arguments like we can both no one will blow up on the other one we can communicate and i remember going home and it was like oh shit okay here we go i feel i've lots of energy yeah. in me and i want to express it or whatever and I, I remember going like just consistently going what do i want what do i want what do i want i don't like you know what is the want underneath the the kind of poor me yeah. you know and then realizing well i want to feel connected i want to feel safe and I want to feel, you know, loved or whatever. And that's what I want. And my strategy is typically to go, I'm going out. You don't love me enough. I'm going running yeah. away. You're such a meanie. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's kind of going, well, I want these things. So like, I've got to change my strategy and kind of go, well, you know. How can I say it in a just, way? No, actually just say it and say, yeah. I feel sensitive and tender. Will you be a little bit sensitive to me and be really kind to me? Because I feel like I need a bit more love. And I fucking, excuse me, I said that and I was like, Jeez, I actually said what I wanted yeah. instead of kind of going off on a little bit of a huff and then realizing what I wanted, yeah. you know, six hours later. Because I suppose our fear is, is that it's not going to be reciprocated, right? Where fear is with something like that, that when we speak honestly about our emotions. Was it met with open that. arms? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, of course, absolutely, you know. Yeah. But that's that's part of uh, Joanne Heston's thing as well. We're judged on our actions, but we judge ourselves on our intentions. That yeah, our actions are external and perceived by everyone else. But in your head, you're like, oh, no, I, my intention was to be this. Mm. And like, yeah, but you blew up like a big Egypt. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so now you're getting judged on that. Yeah, yeah. Intention it's a bit like Mary Reynolds, yesterday, Mary Reynolds yesterday talking about how she won the, she won gold at the Chelsea Flower Show 
and to the world it was like, oh my God, what an accomplishment. You are incredible. And she was kind of, well, my intention were probably to get a bit of notoriety and that wasn't as pure an intention as I would have liked it to be, you know the way? Mm. But yeah, interesting, that one. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that was, she, she was living... She's had two lives, or yeah. many lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was an episode which hasn't come out yet, but it's definitely it's a one good of my one. Listening for one of my favorite. But that's there. There are people who you know we kind of take home that you learn from. But is there any ones that you be like, I want to go and visit Dan Butner, and he was the one who I picked and I listened to as well. Uh, he's someone who I'd love to go put pick a ball with, and he's someone who we consistently quote time and time again, like the Blue Zones. That's Dan Butner. He's the guy who kind of discovered the Blue Zones with National Geographic, and I just love. I admire his approach so much in terms of environmental design rather than basic behaviour change. And he talks about nowadays that like we live in an obesogenic environment where. You know, it's so much easier to sit than it is to move. It's so much easier to make poor food choices than healthy food choices. And we all just become the product of our environment. And he's all about consciously cultivate your environment as per to set it up for the healthy choices, the easy choice. And I think that's just so much more sustainable over the decades of our lives. I feel like you guys uh, definitely have done that. You you made a veg shop so that you could eat veg all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I even think of like, like look, you know, I hang around with you two and yeah. like you two don't drink, you eat loads of vegetables and you love to move. Like when we hang yeah. out, we all do stuff like we run or we swim or we do yeah. things. And yeah. it's, you know, we bring out the best in one another, which I think is really important. You know, yeah. we don't, don't, whereas when I think back when we were 20s, we had lovely, wonderful friends. But we kind of stand around and drink pints and call one another all sorts of names, which wasn't as healthy as this. At that stage, it felt healthy when we were yeah. 20 years old or 19 years old. Whereas, you know, now. Which just, makes you think, like, you know, how the uh, school system is and how, you know, we're brought up to what is it, monoculture? Of, we're, we're just all in the same age. Same no, age, yeah. same yeah. curriculum, same structure, yeah. same peer group. So our role models, like, you're 16. Full of insecurities when you're, the world is new, exciting. There's so much going on. You've testosterone, estrogen, whatever going pump surging through you, and then your role model is someone else going through the exact same thing with just as many, you know, issues going on. And that's that's what we have as our uh, schooling system, which is we've seen time and time again when people would come in at sixteen year olds to kind of work experience or to start working in the shop, and for the first week they'd kind of be humpy and grumpy and a bit sixteen year oldy, but then they'd realise that that didn't really work, and if they were to you know, form connections integrate. And to, to integrate into the workplace. They had to make friends with other people. And they, this humpiness, there was no resistance from it. They had to actually evolve. And you'd see over the quickly over the first kind of two, three weeks, it's suddenly like, oh, you're a bit of a different person the way you're interacting here. Yeah. Mm. And it's really nice to see because they're hanging out with adults as opposed and being treated like an adult as opposed to being treated like a And it's like almost like watching teenager. a flower blooming. Yeah. Like it really is. It's like, oh my goodness, this blooming into the, like it's a beautiful thing to observe. Well, you can just be yourself in a whole different way in that environment. I feel if we lived in a world that was far more integrated and we were, you know, that kind of living was encouraged. Yeah. Personally, I, was, I think we'd be, and I, that's something I learned, uh, you know, we spoke about that before and then we listened to, when we did our community series mm. with uh, Helena Nurberg-Hodge. She spoke a lot about of that. having friends at different ages. Like yeah. I see it, May. May's now 12 and I always love the way she, she like, She'll treat me a bit like her dad and tell me certain things. Yeah. But then when I see her with you or with, El or with Lucy, that she'll just chat away and tell them the shiv there as well. There'll be a whole other, yeah. just bring out a different side. And I'm like, thank God. She's got well, the role Ned models. and Shiv is the most oh beautiful relationship. <laughs> Ned's six and his best mate is Shiv and Shiv's 70, 60 something. Shiv's 60, 60 something, maybe 62. And uh, he goes for sleep. Good, good shifts and the best mates. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love you, Shiv. Shiv is 32. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It is funny to see that your six-year-old son driving around town with his best friend and in, in, in her convertible. Oh, and literally, <laughs> but, but like literally like he goes for a sleepover with Shiv and you won't see him for, it could be two days. He could have sleep over two nights in a row and you go to the cafe, go over to that pair and he's sitting there and it's like, hi, Ned. Hi, Dad. And that's it. He doesn't want to hang out with you. You're like, Ned, you're six. I'm your dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's happy out. Yeah, Could you ever too. in that kind of context feel a bit like, I know, jealous? You're also delighted with a bit of freedom too. Yeah. And you know, you'll have him tomorrow night, you know, or yeah. tomorrow we'll be around, you know, maybe in the moment possibly, but also I guess. Sure, you'd love a two day, two day long sleepover with just Ned. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, not that too much, but yeah, mm. what fun. Yeah, what joy and I, th I think that is like you're 10 years younger than us aren't you yep 
Yeah, I think it's... Ele- like, 11 years at the moment. As <laughs> <laughs> of yesterday. Yeah, I'm yeah. currently 10 years younger than you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you used to help them lower us. Yeah, yeah. I'm your, your... Make us more socially relevant. <laughs> you're, I'm your number backwards now. You're 43, I'm 34. Oh, well, look Magical. at that. Numerology. Someone in numerology <laughs> could tell us some stuff about that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the person to visit, Dan Butner, I think he lives in Miami at the moment. So if the world wants to culminate this year and if it wants to manifest us a trip to Miami to go hang out with Dan Butner, that'd be cool. And play pick up all with him. Yeah. yeah. I think you leave it for the year after. I'm, oh, whenever. I'm not in any rush. I'm not mad I'm visiting Miami as well, but Dan Butner would be cool because I'm, yeah. I'm expecting that the four of us go together, right? Of we course. Yes, imaginary, yes, of course. Yeah. To play pick up all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this magical universe. Any other final learnings while we land this ship? Any other big, big learnings? Okay, let's finish with one final learning on a personal note for the podcast. It doesn't even need to be about guests or just the podcast. Okay, well, 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 the things which I actually applied to my life. I bought a grounding sheet. I think that was really cool. I bought tape to tape my mouth shut for the last two years. I quite been, admire that you stopped taping it. Yeah, well, I learned to sleep my side, which has taken me a, a year and a half because I used to always sleep my front. Me and Steve, like, it's hilarious. Like, we're mirror twins. And I remember we went to stay in a friend's in, in Iceland. Iceland. And we both sleep the exact same way, like the exact same way on the exact same side, curled up with the same blanket on the opposite side. And it's like, oh, my God, because we have like we obviously haven't shared a bed for 20 years or whatever, yeah. you know, uh, so I hadn't seen that. But then since le- since the, the breathing, the breathing like James Nestor and um, Patrick McKeown, Patrick McKeown, they talked about the importance of breathing through your nose rather than through your mouth. And I realized when I sleep in my front, I'm much more likely to breathe in through my mouth. And it's not as beneficial for your heart rate and all sorts of health markers. So I got tape to tape my mouth just uh, zinc oxide tape and I tape my mouth shut like a hostage every night I did I did <laughs> for, for probably a year and a half and I went even to the extremity where I bought a chin strap which is like next level taping and I used to <laughs> I'd say I'd say night to sab I'd usually wait till the light was off and then I'd put it on my tape I'd put on three bits of tape and then my, and then my chin strap hold the belt <laughs> chin strap and then and then I'd uh, away I'd go and then I'd often wake up and there'd be tape all over me you know or I'd come to the beach and someone would be picking off a bit of zinc oxide tape off my back or whatever I'm kind of thinking is this the learnings that we've had all the things that you've done so after the brushing the teeth the drinking the piss the those were a long nights. time ago oh yeah but, you're much more evolved uh, human beings now what, yeah. what was it that you bought the other day for your shoes there Steve oh yeah I bought the grounding little strap I guess we love Vivos and I wear Vivos and they're really practical and I love wearing them and it was how could I ground without having to go around barefoot in winter, which, you know, it's kind of hard to do. So I got these little, I don't know, I have, I've got to plug them in now. But in essence, it's a little tape that goes from the sole of your, of, your, of your foot over the side of your shoe and touches the ground. So you're actually grounded the whole time. So it plugs you in to the mainframe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's good. But it definitely, uh, so, so, so breathing and grounding things, those were two things which were easy to apply. And yeah, then, yeah. And then I can't remember outside of that. There are other ones that kind of blow your mind that you don't necessarily apply in a tangible way, but they leave a kind of feeling and kind of resonate with you. And over time, you can see the kind of seeds starting to grow. Yeah, I I think there was like kind of emotional learnings versus... uh, Practical learnings, like, you know... The sex one had a huge, like that, um, what's her name? Um, Erica Lust, like that one and that whole relationship with porn and like... Leaning into the uncomfort. I remember when you suggested we we're going to do a series on sex. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. This is like publicly talking about sex. Mm. Went to an all boys school. Grew up in Catholic Ireland. There's a lot of shame around sex. I am nervous. And I remember before doing that podcast with Eric Lust on porn and like growing up as a 16 year old boy, seen a porn mag and like just I was nervous. I was yeah. really nervous. And doing it was incredible. And to see how incredibly articulate, how intelligent how she talked about a topic that was so important to discuss and so important because I think it's almost like one in two searches on the internet are for porn. So it's just, it's so pervasive in our, it's the shadow side of our society and shadow side of the internet. And I think the more we can have a more conscientious relationship towards it and move more either towards ethical sources or else actually to try to have real life physical but relationships. But even from, even from without that kind of practical bits of porn like and finding more ethical porn, I just find through that series of doing sex, I'm much more comfortable like, talking about sex. I can sit and have a good chat about sex with my mom. Yeah, and yeah. I don't feel weird or don't feel guilty. Yeah. I can sit at the table or most people and talk about porn and about sex and these things. Even with my daughters. And it's just like talking about anything. And I think that's my own personal relationship about sex. You realise how it's something that is so often put in the shadow side. Maybe it's more, like people talk about it more, but even talking about threesomes and open relationships and all these, the various aspects of how people are getting their pleasure and finding their needs met. And I think it's, 
it's wonderful to be able to talk about these things. But yeah. even the breakdown of it as an industry and consent and forms and there's meetings and oh yeah, there's an actual conversation happens For before porn. the camera is even turned on in yeah. the porn industry. But people just choose to forget that. Yeah. When they watch it, they're just like, yep, this is just how it is. Well, this that's is how my Erica. life's going to be now. I don't have to. Yeah. Like, I don't have to answer to anyone. But, but that was also Erica Lust porn, right? Because not all porn is like that, is it? Don't know. No, just talking that off camera, you know, there'll be a discussion between two agents. They'll make a a contract. They'll agree what's happening beforehand. They'll discuss it. They'll probably lube up. It's all very planned, considered lighting versus like it's so far. No, but I think people take it for face value that they literally showed up to the scene. He was in cleaning the kitchen and she walked in and jumped on him because that's the way real life is. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I think Dan Savage, is, who you love, his quote is, I think porn is to sex as what a Tuesday morning is to an action movie. <laughs> and that's the quote which I'm going to say to my daughters. It's like porn is not real. It's no. complete. It's like a Walt Disney movie. Anyway, so. Any um, final final comments, Sean Cahill, from the man behind the, the desk? No, you're doing great. Thanks to another 100 episodes. Yeah. We are doing great, Shawnee. <laughs> we are doing great. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to show you a curveball maybe in the future. See how your interviewing skills are. Or uh, conversational skills. Your conversational are. skills. Well, it's journalism and conversation. Yeah, you're yeah, there to extract information, but... Yeah, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, because sometimes you find with the guests, like, you want to steer them down the road to get a certain... You know that a bit like from the journalist point of view, you know, this is the main bit of the message and you want to get that bit and then move it on. And then sometimes you've got to dance around it to get that. And yeah. sometimes you've got to be present with what what's happening in the interplay between the yeah. two. And you kind of want a bit of an exclusive in each one as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to make them comfortable enough that you can get... What they had for breakfast. I don't care about that. Yeah. Just uh, something like even uh, like someone they met on like a school tour that were, they found interesting that like was nearly the first offshoot of the industry they felt in or was it a grandparent or like a family member that that inspired them to follow or follow the... Uh, the career the path, that they're in yeah, yeah. to try and break down boundaries enough that you can go into the root of why they're it's relatable. even doing it. Rather even than Brian Adams, it. I learned a lot with the interview we did with Brian Adams. This is the musician. And I remember at first I did my homework and I was really interested to ask him about music and talk about music. He did not want to talk about music and he was delighted to talk about food and just hang out and shoot the breeze. And as soon as we did that, it was like, that was so cool. I really want to hang out with him. He is cool. Mm. Uh, and maybe one of the learnings that we didn't talk about was there's been a number of guests who we've gone back to and asked, could we just do a second podcast with you? Because the first one we felt we didn't get the best out of it. And I think that was a great learning because sometimes you do it and then you go, oh, this person is amazing. And we just didn't quite get the full gamut of them. And then you go back the second time and we've got really glorious conversations. And Brian Adams was one of them. Yeah. Who The first time around, we t- tried talking about music and he was just so bored. He just wasn't interested. In it. And then we asked, we said, hey, listen, we'd love another chance just to, if you'd give us another area of your time. And we went back and as Stephen said, we talked about food and about gardening family. and about family and like recipes. And it, and it was a and real a laugh of, and being vegan because he'd been a vegan for like 30 years. And it was just he was shining. He was like a little young and it was, and we found that with a couple of people that when you go back, you can really, and, and being humble enough to go, oh, I kind of messed that one up. Like I know we can do it better mm. and most people are kind of happy enough to give you another yeah, half There's a mastery around. in it. Yeah. yeah. And different techniques. Remember like, was it, I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, just pretend we're never even going to upload it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were much more. Aubrey de, Aubrey de Grey. Yeah, yeah you were much brilliant. freer in it. You were... I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything. And you said, just pretend you're not going to upload it. And then I just went, I was, I was on his heels and I was so curious and I was digging in with, I was like a proper journalist. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to make him like us. Yeah. And it was, it was so much more enjoyable. Yeah. So I guess just new skills and new And they're quite different. Lessons. Like even sitting with Melissa Hemsley, like our buddy in London, it was just hanging out. It was like catching up with a mate. It's really, really fun for us yeah, exactly I don't know yeah, what I'd like to listen to <laughs> yeah but I loved it but it is because even if you think about like um, the old school podcasts of like sitting on the bus on the way home from school and you're just listening into someone else's conversation it's great I'd love listening <laughs> oh, to, yeah. or maybe that's nosy you're nosing in yeah and you learn a lot like and then you know so this you know how I listen to podcasts anyway is stacking where I'm always like if I'm walking or I'm getting um, if I'm driving somewhere you know and to have elements of sometimes you want the kind of something where you're going to learn something but when you don't have a pen on you or like to me and Shawnee's point you know it's quite nice when you're having those oh, I'm learning something but it's also just a nice conversation that I'm I'm feeling I'm a part of and I don't feel alone in this moment I think it's you the know? feeling 
Yeah. Because some, sometimes I listen to, and it can be just a, a transformation of information or transfer of information. And then other ones leave you with a nice smile. You yeah. have this internal smile and a feeling. Because <laughs> you can feel in the conversation, there's space, there's presence, there's humour, there's laughter or there's love or whatever in it. You know, you can almost, you can hear it and feel it. One yeah. that really ticked that for me was in Andy Cato's kitchen after getting a tour of the farm. Andy, so mm. he's wild farmed. Uh, who he originally started Groove Armada and we went over and this gorgeous George met us. George is about six foot five and he was from, I um, can't remember, a certain part of London and George must be in his, I don't know, he's early 40s. Age. Yeah, he's early 40s and he arrived like six foot five, this big hunk of a man in like a one-piece tracksuit and shiny white seats and he said, just growing up wherever I did in London, like a good tracksuit and a shiny pair of trainers, I just can't get beyond it. That's success. And he just looked hilarious and what a hero. And we went and had a tour of the farm just about regenerative growing of grains to make sourdough and to hear his story and to sit in the kitchen the beautiful sunlight having eaten cherries outside and sunflowers in the gar- in the kitchen and eating our, like sourdough toast it was just like this is a moment mm. it was really yeah. yeah it really was yeah and yeah that was a good one that was podcast on tour so I guess that's this has been the first hundred episodes and I guess the next hundred my hope would be yeah to keep please it give us feedback we got lovely feedback there lovely lovely positive feedback please give us a positive lovely feedback. reading it positive. <laughs> positive feedback <laughs> give us any but feedback I, I we'd be delighted to, yeah, to summarise what we do we we definitely have both like we have the Zach Butch, Bushes which will be an overload of phenomenal information to the Melissa Hemleys which will be a wonderful lovely yeah, chat like, conversation yeah and that's the beauty of this podcast that it there's always something you get from it but it's not you know always just the one thing mm. yeah. but I think the most important thing to finish with is just thank you for listening if you're still here we really appreciate this medium is something that brings us great joy and we hope it really enriches your life in so many ways yeah it's a wonderful mm. exploration that we have a great laugh with and we get to hang out with people we love it's e.g. Sarah and Sean it's the last pushback apparently against short term inf- short term media as well oh is yeah. it? yeah well they say that because it's an hour you're listening to an hour you'll remember it for much longer than the hundred videos you watch that are 30 yeah. seconds long. That like as as far as like re- retaining information that podcasts are probably a better way for you to digest. Maybe it's because you're in school for so long and you're used to one hour lessons. Yeah. And I also think it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like we become the product of the people we spend time with. And I think also the media you consume and the people, because when you when you got a podcast, you're kind of hanging out with someone and you're kind of re- reform, re- reinforcing a message that I think there can be an element of it helping to cultivate and, you know, um, a paradigm of how to interpret the world. Yeah, or just, you know, help cultivate your environment or how you live your life or whatnot. I think it's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So thanks to you. We really, so, really appreciate uh, it. So, yeah, be part of the revolution and keep listening to our podcast Yay! and make sure short form doesn't take yeah, over. Yeah, we really appreciate <laughs> it. And if you think you'd make a great guest. Yes, I'll let us know or anyone you'd recommend please we love yeah we love it. recommendations and we've put we've yeah. and sometimes the best ones are one people that you've never heard of and people that just come oh, out of definitely. Field. yeah yeah so um, I guess to finish with thank you to Sean thank you to Sarah thank you to you for listening thank and, you to David uh, and Stephen yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks everyone with, with much love bye 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 bye, bye. bye. wish you a wonderful day bye 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 now we can have some chocolate